check it out. Un-territory. Ain't nobody been there. You understand? Undiscovered. So call somebody and tell somebody. There's a new day, and there's also a new sheriff in the town. A lot of things will be exposed real soon. Love you. Be good. and welcome to episode 169 of the uncharted territory podcast my name is chad olson coming to you from gilbert iowa tonight where it's i mean it, it's like spring or fall it, it's the grass is green some is brown it's it's a mixed bag so it was very cold towards the end of last week but then it just it spruced up it was mid 50s day very lovely but that's not what we're here to talk about tonight we're here to talk about episode 169 169 episodes of wondrous things and tonight I say with a truckload of hyperbole, this might be the greatest episode ever because we have an ex historic promoter report tonight. Now, before we get to uh, introducing the rest of the fellows, I'm going to have a unboxing because it's going to take place and uh, keep me occupied. So a friend of mine from my financial aid uh, profession got me this little tin and it's it's called Your Grandpa's Old Fashioned. And if you look, look at that guy, the fellow. Look at that. It looks like Corey. Doesn't that little fellow look like Corey? It does look like Corey. So you open up this little tin, and it's got these sugar cubes, and you just, you muddle them. Got these little sugar cubes, and it's got all the ingredients for an old-fashioned, and then you add your skeek. But you know what the best part is? It comes with this little bitty baby muddler. So I'm going to start the muddling process and introduce you fellers, and then we'll we'll get going. So let's see. Let, let's go first to uh, Stu Lowry in Virginia. Stu, thank you for being here tonight. We know you, you don't feel the best, but Stu, how you doing? I'm I'm uh, I'm doing about 50%, Chad, but I'm delighted yeah. to be here today. Uh, the weather, I think we're pretty much done with winter as far as I can tell. It's been in the 50s. And lows dipping down into the low 30s, upper 20s. Crystal clear days, though. It's been a really nice stretch of weather. No complaints. Uh, I would like a little winter. Uh, don't think we're going to get much. Um, we had a little bit in January, and that seems seems about it. We seem to have settled in for a uh, early spring in these parts. So we'll see. All right. Very good. Um, now let's go to uh, how about my baby brother up in St. Paul, Corey Olson? How you doing? I'm doing fine, Chad. Thank you for asking. And I do agree. A that am I muddling too loud? No, no, no. You're, it's a, a fine amount of muddling. 
Okay. Um, and I do agree that the gentleman in the box does resemble me, and you know, some, and I resembled our, our maternal grandfather, so that that yes. kind of fits. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but here in the Twin Cities Maplewood area, it is uh, unseasonably warm once again. We had our cold spell in the little snow and some ice, but I mean now it's kind of back to the spring temperatures. Uh, about forty-five as we drove home from wrestling practice today. Um, a lot more sunshine. Um, actually, kind of nice to be outside once in a while. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great day and I'm very happy to be here for this historic episode. And I don't think Chad's hyperbole is too hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's a fine level of hype. Um, there's some big stuff going on in this episode, so let's, let's keep on rolling. When I worked at the hospital, we used to send people to the hyperbaric chamber. I don't know if that fills them with hyperbole or how that exactly works. I'm not, I'm not good with the grammar. It's, it's right. not the same. It's different. Yes. Now, as we continue to zigzag, let's zigzag over to uh, Michigan. Matt Dickendesher. Oh, you doing, sir? Yeah, you. The true star of Uncharted Territory is here. I am here. What, what am I talking about? The weather? Boy, whatever lights your fancy. Well, I mean. I'm just muddy, muddling. Warm, muddy. I don't know. I, I checked my forecast and... Um, it says it's sort of friggin' cold outside tonight. Okay. If you can recall our last episode where we were all together, you said we were supposed yeah. to download the WTF forecast app. So Yes. That's how we're supposed to be doing our weather reports, right? But it is. I got so caught up in muddling, I forgot. See? 32 degrees here today, high of 50 plus tomorrow. So uh, luckily, I won't be home to clean up after all the mud when the dogs are let outside tomorrow. So that's kind of where we're at. I don't know if we're going to get any winter back or not but 52 is the high wednesday although it does drop down over the weekend we looks like we might see 60 next week so we'll see maybe there's still one little snow blast left in us i don't know yeah boy i i i'm 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 good with snow i know stuart wants a little more winter i'm i've had enough i've had enough here so my WTF forecast says it's fucking dark outside this might be the perfect night for ghost busting you don't happen to have a proton pack do you yeah this weekend, we went to the movies and saw uh, a preview for the new Ghostbusters movie coming. That looks awesome. We got a lot of the OG Ghostbusters coming back, folks. It'll be good. All right. Now, let's go up to uh, Buffalo, New York, where our good friend, the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Dalton is. Tim, how you doing? That that was me pouring three ounces of Maker's Mark per the directions. I'm continuing to mix it. I'm not, I'm not sure three ounces is the correct amount, but... Yeah. You know, for you, it probably is. But That's what it says on the thing. Okay. Well, then what do I know? Clearly not much, as, I, as I've proven over the last 169 episodes of the show. Don't meddle with my muddling. There you go. So uh, here in Buffalo, it, it uh, started out really cold today. It was in the teens when I woke up. It got up to about 40 degrees, though. And uh, my forecast says, shush your fucking face. It's not cold outside. <laughs> so, uh, So there you go. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was, it was definitely cold this morning, but it has warmed up a bit. We had some sun today. This, uh, apparently there's a bright, shiny ball in the sky that breaks through the clouds occasionally. Um, so it was good. It, it's, it's, it's been fine here. We're, we're probably going to get colder. The, uh, the lake hasn't frozen, so I'm sure we'll still have snow to come, but, uh, if we could ship it all down to freaking Virginia, I, I would be glad to do that for you, Stu. We take a little. Oh, this first sip was rough. <laughs> I'll be honest. You got it out of a tin. <laughs> I know, but I mean, a friend of mine got it for me. I had to try him. 
I understand. And you can check them out on yourgrandpasoldfashioned.com. Corey, I think you should sue them. Like when Homer Simpson was on the, uh, the was it the Japanese, what was it? It was like a detergent or something. Mr. Wasn't it? Sparkle. Mr. That's Sparkle. It. Yes, yes. Because he was the fish. I am boy. impolite to dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Nice. Well, fans, you've heard him. He, he, uh, we wasted the good surprise on you. Uh, Mark Ashby, how are you doing in West Virginia? All right. I had to jump in whenever I have knowledge. I can't just sit on it if nobody else is, is, uh, that's why we don't hear from him very often. That's true. (laughs) Um, living in West Virginia has done something to me. Anyway, my WT forecast isn't quite as interesting as some of y'all's. It just says it's colder than an ex mother in law's hug. So. I got one of those cold though. It's 37 right now. Um, like Stu, you know, it's been quite, and everybody else has been quite pleasant here the last few days. We had a little bout of snow, uh, what a week ago today, I guess was day before Valentine's day, but, um, it has been just fine since then. So, uh, if you can, if Stu wants some of that, uh, the, the weather, if you can just kind of, you know, go around, go like past DC and not through the West Virginia part to get to him, that would be great. Cause I don't want any more of it. You never know the path of unpredictable weather. It could it could happen anywhere. All right. Well, let's see. What's new in Phil Singer Games this week? We had the announcement of Danny Doring. Uh, this was kind of a gimme, but you never know what might happen. Uh, Roadkill was shared at the Phil Singer Games perennial. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Catherine is bringing me a... What is that? Want to try the strawberry? Oh, sure. Catherine is giving me some uh, CBD gummies, I heard. <laughs> I just saw through the wall. Um... Nope. Maker's uh, Mark and CBD gummies. Have you talked with your doctor about this, Chad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he retired. So I, I'm currently unmedicated. Oh, well, all right. Or over-medicated. Self-medicated. Well, okay, I think we got the Merck going here. Anyways, Danny Doring was announced. Amish Road kills his partner. You all know that. Uh, Stuart, you want to talk about Amish Roadkill and Danny Doring and how excited you are to be bringing him to your friend? Have you ever used our cards? Well, I think I might have used them in one official tag match in my history of WWA when whenever whoever we got second the first time around was roadkill we got second and we'd had during the first time. Yeah, yes. The guy paired them up and had them go at it. I mean, they're a fun novelty team, good undercard team. Uh, He might sneak through and win a kind of a secondary belt. I I think it's great. I think it's great that we're building more. uh, ECW alums in this in Legends of Wrestling, and I think people, if they wanted to to explore that area of the world of wrestling, they can do so now with plenty of guys. So, a good yeah. announcement. Very good, very good. Jimmy, woohoo! I mean, it's it's nice. I think everybody kind of expected Doring to be announced once Roadkill was, um, but uh, still nice to have them kind of back now and in, in uh, out of black and white and in color. So. Um, just uh, uh, another good team to add to the mix. I, I don't really play, so I don't know if I'll be using them anytime soon, but uh, what the hell? We'll we'll see. All right. Corey. I'm very excited. I, I use these guys in my USWA, so I'll definitely be bringing the color cards in. I've had Doring around for a long time since he came out first, and I really thought the color drawing turned out well. Big improvement from his black and white drawing. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I remember these guys fairly well from the end of ECW and, uh, got to work on their cards both times, uh, black and white in color. Um, probably not going to see, you know, tons of changes, but, um, I think it's, I think it's a good little, uh, good little upgrade. All right. Very good. 
Matt, have you ever used these guys in your Fed? No. All right, moving right they along. Don't have their black and white card, so I can't oh, use oh. them. Oh, okay. Well, now you can get them in color. Excited for more color guys. There you go. Yes. Yes. Mark, do you have any recollections of the the roadkill Danny Doring combo and all uh, somewhat? Greatness? I mean, yeah, that's probably yeah not not something I'm going to be able to comment on a whole lot other than yes, I know the names and I vaguely know what they look like. Yes. All right. Well, our, our next announcement is an indie star who I know Mark Ashby is very well versed in, and that's the young man known as Hoodfoot. He's a rising deathmatch star looking for a fight. Mark, regale us with all your uh, tales of, of Hoodfoot. Well, you know, Hoodfoot and I, we came up together around, you know, 1903. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, he, uh, it, it sounds like a great name. Um, I, I wish I did know more about him, but uh, for, unfortunately, I'll have to pass on this one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyone out there familiar with Hoodfoot and his body of work? No. Okay. Well, hey. But Chad, yes. I will add, I'm yeah. as excited to have Hoodfoot as any wrestler that signs in the game. Well, exactly. I'm not making fun of Hoodfoot. Be, be, because Stu knows how to cover his ass and not get in trouble with the people on the discussion board that'll be all over Chad for saying stuff. Damn straight. And, and not not knowing the, uh, the, the indie guys. Mama yeah. ain't raised no dummy. I can't even comment. All right, now let's talk about the uh, the latest reveal from the secret history of the GWF. Kestrel, the Annie woman, looks a little hawk girlish. That that's all I know. Did anybody check out her picture or story or want to comment? Interesting looking drawing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what I think about this this new style of drawing. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's nice to have like a different style for something yeah. like this. You know, different yeah. artist for something like that. And I, I believe he's been, he's been doing like the the like the colorizing of the the or the coloring on the cards. Is that correct? I believe so. He has been doing the colorizing of the cards, and then like the I think that maybe the colorizing the backgrounds or doing some of the backgrounds. Okay. So it's just just interesting to get a different perspective yeah. on some of these things, and uh, I mean. Again, you know, I'm, I'm I wasn't the biggest fan of women's wrestling before, and I'm still not. So, I mean, getting a, an all women set doesn't thrill me, but I'm, I know some people are freaking over the moon with it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I I hope that uh, I hope they all enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what do you what do you guys think um, about? So this uh, this set is different people from different points in the GWF history. So they're kind of like retconning as the kids say, when these folks were in the set. So one thing that's caused a little bit of controversy is the fact that there's going to be a, a female gladiator who was the first female gladiator, even though originally I think thrash was announced as the first female gladiator. Any hoots to be given by the crowd. I think, no, I mean, it, it's, you know, interesting turn and twist and things so i'll just have to kind of see how it all plays out but i don't know i think it's i'm fine with that given the given the title of the secret files but uh you know see see what tom has i'm fine i'm fine with it too if he wants to wreck on he can wreck on away it's yeah. more wrestlers yeah i, I know, love it's, it's his game he could he could make up whatever stuff he wants man yep. you know so that's that's the bottom line yeah you got it it's an interesting concept i'm excited to see it don't know that i'll be using the characters a whole lot but you know we'll just see where it goes it's 
It's mm-hmm. interesting regardless whether you use the characters or not. Very good. Very well said. All right. Well, uh, before we get into our main topic tonight, we have a couple other events. Uh, first of all, we have a, a listener question from our friend Zeke Gould, a.k.a. Vegas. Uh, he asked this question this afternoon and asked if it was not too late to ask. And I thought, no, I saw it, so it's not too late. He has a question for you, Stu, maybe Tim, anybody else in the panel wants to answer. Uh, which of the recently announced finalists do you think should get inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame this year? Stuart? I got to look at the list. <laughs> okay, you, you you look at the list. We'll do a little song. It's usually 50, 52 people are nominated and 49 get in. So It, it, it is not the... Uh, selective. It is not the toughest Hall of Fame to break into. I mean, you know, one of the guys from the Veterans Committee is a guy named Dick Barnett, who who I know played for like the uh, uh, the Knicks in the seventies and that. Knicks. And he was just like a average type player. So I, I mean, I'm not quite sure what their standards are uh, for the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, I love Michael Cooper. I, I saw he was on the list. I loved him playing for the yeah, uh, the Lakers, but I don't. I I never saw him. I, I never said, "Hey, this is a Hall of Fame guy." Um, so I mean, he, this is a great defender, and Larry Bird freaking hated him because <laughs> he'd be in Larry Bird's pocket the whole night, and Bird would get frustrated. But he would. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I never saw the guy as a Hall of Famer or even somebody who would be on a ballot. But um, you know, whatever happens, happens. I guess. So is this like all encompassing for basketball? At yeah, they kind of do like international and one women and the whole. Yeah, it's it, it's not just the NBA. No. Does the NBA have their own Hall of Fame? Negative. No. Okay. So so, so they they'll basically take like you know they'll they'll include like your like if you played in Italy or Spain for right you know ten years and then played in the NBA for ten years they'll include your your time in the other leagues. How many uh, how many members of the Washington Generals are in this <laughs> hall? That's what I really need to know. They might have been put in as a team, as contributors. Who knows? All right, I'm Googling. I'm on their site right now. This is fascinating. <laughs> uh, Zeke, to answer your question, my vote is uh, probably Chauncey Billups. Sentimentally, Walter Davis. He had some great years before he developed a nasty cocaine habit. And uh, I'm going to say Dick Barnett, Tim. Uh, I'm a fan of those. Uh, I've read enough about those late 60s, early 70s New York Knicks teams. He was uh, a key cog in that machine i i don't know he's borderline what am i saying i'm going he's, he's Billups borderline and, Davis and they'll mean, all get in put in put in willis reed and walt frazier and earl monroe but don't don't freaking put in dick barnett for god's sakes <laughs> i think there's a very uh clandestine anti-dick barnett movement that's emerging here <laughs> i mean you, you got bill bill bradley debusher i mean you got those guys probably already in there i mean you got the They're whole in. team already in there the starting five why why start you know, with the seventh guy on the team. <laughs> so the only member of the Washington generals that I could find in here is Nancy Lieberman. Who? Oh yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. To back to back. She was like a superstar in college. Yeah. In 79, 78. Played at ODU right down the road. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She was a superstar. She was like one of the first real breakout, you know, female stars of, of, uh, in college basketball. I remember her and what was it? Ann Myers? Is that her name? Ann Myers yeah. was ODU yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Oh, there's a guy here who I thought was Frank Gotch. His name is Emmett Branch McCracken. <laughs> uh, he's got the butt part for hair. 
He does. He set the Big Ten scoring record in 1930. Excellent. Dribbled with two hands. Uh, This is a very weak class. I will say that much. So, Zeke, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, all right. Nobody's really screaming Hall of Famer to me. Aside from Branch McCracken. Branch McCracken screams Hall of Famer every day. Damn, I think we should make a wrestling card for him, and he could be a two-sport athlete in the 30s. Or is his it, brother, Philip McCracken. Is it McCracken or McCracken? Mm. Krakon. 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 <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Now, we got one other thing to take care of here. I told you I had a second unboxing. Barry Walsh sent me something, and I have to tease Barry, because I got this from him. The day after we recorded, and I said, is there anything perishable in here? And we know one thing our friend Barry is not known for is patience. So if you can imagine Barry sitting on an unopened package for a week, that's what I did. And I'm fine. Oh, oh, look, it's got a got a happy belated birthday, Chad card. It's got some other cards and then it's got a, a box or a, a thing. Oh, it's kind of floppy. So it's either pajamas or maybe it's wrapped. Oh, kind of floppy, but I gotta open the book, the card first. You know, this two one, unboxings since, on one episode. Since our birthdays are about the same. This could be your half birthday. Well, that's so, true. Happy belated fifty-second. So February's yeah, you're, you're fifty and a half. Belated fifty-second if you're counting in Stu years. Right. Oh, there right. You go. Shout out, right. Stuart. Thank you. Oh, thank you for being a tremendous man and a good friend. Who knew a silly game could draw the folks together or a shared passion this easily? Oh, well, that's very nice. Thank you, Barry. Oh, I think we got some cards here from his uh, his bootleg fundraiser. And I do, I'm going to give a shout out now while I'm opening these. Shout out to Barry and to Will Harrison. They are raising buku bucks for the Hall of Fame. And then all I got also got the uh, TNT Hall of Fame uh, 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 proceedings, provisions. Proceedings. Proceedings, is that right? I don't think Thank that's right. Not, not proceedings. You got provisions. You began like say oh, the rest of the sentence. Did, and we'll did know. you get the pizza in the, in the proceeds? Beer the proceeds. Oh, there you go. Say, I have a feeling it's not right. But Prince didn't go to Bush. I knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't provisions. So very good. All right, now we got a thing here. Hopefully, it's right not thought. a bunch of ripe bananas or snakes, because those are the two things I fear the most. Ripe bananas. Oh, I hate ripe bananas. Yeah, I got bananas. Bananas can turn on you fast. They go from green to uneatable in like a day. A day. Yeah, I'm a with day. you. Lost a couple the other day. It's a it's a book. It's a book. I can't really read it yet. What is it? It's uh, something. It's the. It's, I can see it says the, the walking riot. Oh, it's a book about uh, uh bull curry. Nice. That's pretty cool. Look at I'm back here. Look at. Old Gene Shalladair himself punching the hell out of somebody. Nice. I yeah, didn't know he had a I book. Think, thank you. I didn't either. Thank you so much, Barry. I appreciate it. Oh, written nice by Fl- Flying Fred. Very fitting. Thank you, Barry. I appreciate it very much. That's very kind of you. All right. Now let's get down to brass tacks. We got the Clug Black to Super Ford, January 1991. January 1991. Mark, what were you and I doing? We were counting down the days to high school ready to graduation. graduate. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Ninety one was we, we were one of those the, the first of the palindrome years and the best one. We always at our mm-hmm. school it was we're smart, we're fun, we're the class of ninety one. So I know how 
any of the other classes did, but we we lived up to that in my class for sure. That's good. That's good. I, I like that. I like that. So With lyrics yep. like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Senior year of high school, senior year of wrestling, last year weight cutting. Mm, things were looking up. Mm. All right. Speaking of looking up, we're going to start off with a bang. Stuart, you get a tap out early night. Give us a rankings analysis. Go for it. Just remember, the longer you talk, the later it puts you staying up. Well, Chad, this is going to be a short rankings report, although I will say I, I think I'm back by popular demand after I've been usurped from this position the last time. So oh, wait a minute. When I did it, I thought the reviews are pretty good. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll put a poll that. up on the board, fans, and see what people think. <laughs> All right. A fairly quick rankings report. Let's start with the Galaxian Championship. Wolf was champion this particular go-round. And the top five ranked uh, wrestlers underneath Wolf are Spike, up for number two uh, in last uh, edition's ranking, and in, in from last edition's rankings. Phantos down a spot for number one. Star Warrior held, held at number three. Bounty Hunter took a big jump. From number nine to number four, and Lance Atlas, Lance Atlas, uh, up from number four to number five. Any thoughts on the Galaxian race? Uh, I, I would guess Wolf was a pretty popular choice back in this day. Yeah. Look, at, look at Chaos jumping Chaos right in, in at 13. Yep. He's too. coming. Yeah. Ooh. He was right there. I'm trying to figure out who was, I guess, Matador. Was was he number five? Because somebody, whoever was five, went down a long way, and I think it was him. It says it's, it's five Matador, yeah, didn't have a good month. Um, so yeah, but chaos coming in, I think is definitely the sign of things to come, you know, the, the, the third force and, and all of that stuff is, is definitely having all the alpha stone things. It's, it's happening. It appears that maybe Punisher was five. Oh yeah. Punisher was five. Okay. So yeah. Matador was six one. or eight. Matador was, yeah, I was saying, I couldn't tell what the. Oh, Matador was six. Cause massive hunger. Okay. Yeah. Matador, yeah, Matador definitely, definitely took yeah. a tumble. All right, uh, Galaxian Tag Team Rankings. Uh, the Gladiators of Aethra are still the champions. Uh, number one, one ranked contending team of the Greek gods. Uh, repeating is number one from last edition. Repeating is number two, the Cosmic Forces. Repeating is number three, Titan Bauer. Repeating is number four, the Beast of Burden. And then Nightmare, I believe, yeah, it looks like they were up from number six to number five. Any thoughts on the Tag Team Rankings? I mean, Greek gods are... As always, screwed. Yeah, they were. There's a lot of lot of hatred here. They competed prison in camp, a long time. Prison camp had a good month, up uh, five spots from eleven to six. So they did. Uh, who was that? Tendron and Tongsoon? Yes, I believe yep. so. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. and one of my favorites. Powerhouse makes a debut at number eight. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So underrated team there. The, interplanetary the fact that the rank. Norse guards, the Norse gods, are ahead of above the law, the royal family, and Titan Express. That is a travesty of justice. Although you know what, Titan Express, that was a new team. They're new. Up. They're brand new. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's a little bit of an excuse for them. Yeah. Were all three of those maybe new teams? I mean, we we could above prepare the law might have been. I'm not. I'm not sure about royal family though. If, was, if that was who would that have been? King and King and Queen. Queen. Because I think right. above the law was Jester and Bishop. Bishop. I don't know yeah. What, yeah. So they, they may were. have rearranged the royal court a little bit. Yeah. Who was Titan think Express? Dragon Master and False Prime. That's it. All right. 
The interplanetary rankings champion this edition is Dantos. He was the number one contender, so he wrested the title away for this particular edition. Uh, number one ranked contender is Spike up from number two. Lance Atlas, uh, he was the champion, so he fell to number two. The Invincible Kraken is uh, holding steady at number three. Bounty Hunter is holding steady at number four. And Whiplash looks like they were holding steady at number five, but that's indeed a five. Uh, any commentary on the interplanetary rankings? My commentary is this printer and uh, font stink whenever <laughs> you have to <laughs> scan them and copy them and scan them. Like this is a scan of a copy of a whatever. <laughs> Sixes and fives kind of get, and eights even get a yeah. little bit. They're kind of Sweet. bleeding. But you know what? We're looking at 30-year-old documents. This is history, folks. Yeah. You've got that right. These are in the National Archives, probably. Mm -hmm. And if not, they should be. I saw them when I was in D.C. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> they were right there. Mm -hmm. All right. Right uh, next to a picture of Steve on the couch. <laughs> As well it should be. Last you know, just, least... and, I'm, and I'm sorry, Stu, but you know, I, I I do have photographs of of Steve Minskoff like napping on at least half a dozen couches, mm -hmm. uh, somewhere in my in, in my collection of photos. So yeah, he 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 definitely made the rounds. And some of them he's even clothed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few. At least from the. Do you have any pictures of me with that uh that chicken? What did I call him? The Galacticock. Galactic. Yes, <laughs> I knew what I called him. I just want somebody else to say. I know. Yeah, because you're so shy. I am so shy. I would never say anything like Galacticock in 69. In keeping with the uh, spirit of this episode. Mm -hmm. The interplanetary tag team rankings. The champions repeating once again uh, the cosmic forces. Uh, the number one ranked contenders, Titan Power, holding steady at number one. The Greek gods up from number three to number two. The Galacticops up from number four to number three. Down from number two to number four, the Eastern Dynasty. And then finally, the Beast of Burden, which I'm going to say maybe kind of repeated as number five. Uh, so any thoughts on the interplanetary tag team rankings? First of all, did most of y'all use an interplanetary tag team division or no? Yes. By this point, I definitely did, yeah. Because there, yeah. yeah. there was an at the beginning, there wasn't enough uh you know, there weren't enough teams to almost, you know, the original said, gosh, it was hard to do a tag team division as it was. But uh, right. yeah, by this point, yeah, you could, yeah, I, I definitely buy probably definitely the second invasion, if not first. Yep. Used it briefly. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I probably brought mine in around 2090 or so. What I think is interesting about this is, you know, you look at the Galaxian singles interplanetary and there's a lot of, repetition you know amongst the the top uh folks up there but nobody has the, the gladiators completing in the interplanetary tag team division i remember tim in like one of his newsletters saying yeah we're too way too good for this and apparently most people felt the same way because they're not even in the top 10 that was either a I function of that it was either that or because they were the tag champs, I didn't, we didn't rank them. Uh, that ah. could be the possibility because I don't know that, yeah, because Wolf is not in the interplanetary either. Oh, I think ah. that was the rule that we came up with was that oh, if, if you have the, the big belt, you don't get ranked in the lower one. Gotcha. Because otherwise you might yep. be champ of both. Right. Well, that blows my theory to shit. Although yeah, Tim our... still put that in his newsletter. I do remember that. Well, there you go. Well, he should have. What the hell did I know? 
Chad, that concludes my uh, reading of the rankings, this particular issue, and, uh, and order is restored in the universe. All right. I mean, you know, thank you for your brevity. Uh, we'll give you a little break so you can catch your breath, and then we'll get back to your next report here very soon so you can hop off and get some slumber. Thank you. Uh, Corey, you want to talk about the membership update, please? I would love to. We have uh, a couple of renewed members, uh, including our friend Rodney Yanis uh, from Via Carolina, Puerto Rico. Um, some new members this month, we have Jason Barnes, and Jason hailed at the time from New Haven, Connecticut, Greg Augustine from Las Vegas, Scott Briggs from Wheelersburg, Ohio, uh, Jason Marsteller from Hesperia, California, uh, Martin Hess, I think is the name, kind of hard to read with the, the copy, uh, and I believe that's from Wald Lake, Michigan. Matt, do you know where that is? Uh, it is uh, southwest, I mean, it's a little west of Detroit, if I okay. call my state geography. Very Not good. to be confused with Wall Lake, uh, there's a Wall Lake in Iowa or somewhere. Oh, okay. Seriously. All right. Uh, and then we also have Eric Dover from Willard, Ohio, and then G.W. Collins Jr. from Charlotte, North Carolina. Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, Mark, any memories of any of these promoters? Um, the ones who renewed, yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, Eric Eric Dover, I, I, I definitely know that he was a contributor of a few things at some point. Scott Briggs, I don't know if I'm just thinking of Scott Riggs, but for some reason, Scott Briggs sticks in my head as well um mm -hmm. so those those two were the ones whenever i was looking jason marsteller actually now that i think about it i think he, he might have sent it around the galaxy mm -hmm. uh one or two of those okay cool very cool i just think it's funny that we have rodney yanis on episode 169 because both of those have brought us very much joy it, it was meant to be it yes. was meant to be the stars of a line tonight friends yes yes i'd like to give an update on this cocktail not the best thing I've ever had. I'll be honest. I mean, I, I did but, have but some. But it's not the worst thing you've ever. Put oh in your mouth. shit! Not even close to top ten. No, <laughs> no. One time I was at a conference, and it was when I was president of my association. So I, you know, I was I was a dignitary. You could say that. And they bought me this pre-made old-fashioned stuff. And woo, woo! I would fucking start a lawnmower with that shit. I wouldn't drink it. That was rough. <laughs> Never buy pre-made old-fashioned. That's all I'll say. All right. Matt, you want to give us the lowdown with the question of the month and the Federation Fanatic of the month? Sure, but answer me one question first. Mm -hmm. What episode is this? 169. All right. Woo! The, the question of the month, uh, what do you expect from War Games 2093 in the summer? Obviously, it's from a previous issue. Uh, Mike Day answered that question, uh, thinking that Tong Soon and Dreadnought would uh, leave the Rebels and form the Alien Corps once again. Tong Soon and Tendron uh, would feud. Dreadnought would feud with Splatter, who replaced Tong Soon after leaving the Masked Assassin. Splatter will have a new look. I do kind of like those ideas. Uh, really think he he sure went down the wrong path on Tong Soon and Dreadnought leaving the Rebels. Yep, but interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sweet Thing will leave Vanity for the Creeper. Very interesting. Go, you know, uh, taking the Beauty and the Beast tag team in a different direction, it looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, Vanity will then send one of his girlfriends after Sweet Thing, and they will feud, becoming the first female valets to wrestle in the GWF. I believe Sweet Thing did eventually become the first female wrestler. Or was Amazonia first? 
No, he uh, sweet sweet thing was Miss Liberty, and then Liberty, Cassandra. Yeah. Cassandra mm -hmm. showed up with stats, who was Vanny's girlfriend. So he wasn't far off there, just a right. couple years early. So he talks about Creeper and Vandy uh, having mixed tag team matches. Uh, unfortunately, that did not happen. Amazonia leaving the animal for the Gladiators. That did not happen. Um, but uh, that was Mike Day's thoughts on the what he expected from War Games 2093. Leading us to this month's question, who's your favorite War Games 2092 character? Well, stay tuned. Ooh. Maybe in a future issue we will discuss some responses to that. Before we move on from that, I have to say we know what Mike Day's fetish is now because he has Amazonia wearing leather chains and smoking a cigar like Massacre. Exactly. So, Sorry, I mean, I he, he told on himself there is all I have to say. He must have been a big fan of Peggy Lee Leather. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, Matt, you want to take us to Federation Fanatic of the Month? I thought we'd get all the of the month things done in one fell swoop here. Yes, our Federation Fanatic of the Month that we, we talked about in a recent issue, and I think the same picture was in a recent issue as well if i don't work or if my memory is correct because i had to make sure we we're in the right issue here because we talked about danny sexton as a wrestler i think at one point in uh yes i also got confused okay, so which happens the uh, club galactic editors did not run a different picture but that's okay maybe that's the only he's one gotta send me one that's all that's <laughs> he's all an indie wrestler he only has one promo <laughs> yeah, pick i know how this shit works so uh Danny is the uh, FFOTM this month. He had eight titles, Galaxian Singles and Tag, Universal Singles and Tag, Cosmic Singles and Tag, Saturn Singles and Tag. Someday somebody will have to tell me the difference between Galaxian, Universal, and Cosmic in the grand scheme of things. Because to me, they're all kind of, and isn't the universe bigger than the galaxy? It drives me nuts when people use the Universal Championship as their secondary title, but whatever. Uh, Danny had been promoting since June of 87 at this point. Chaos was his most dominant wrestler. Uh, he'd only been champion for a week and a half, but uh, he had his first four matches. He captured the Cosmic title, which is a new record. Uh, maybe Cosmic was above the I don't know. Okay, let's see. Who knows? Wait, before that, his first four matches, after a week and a half, how many shows is he freaking running? Holy shit. That's like a week and a half. That's like 10, 11 days, right? And first four matches, he won the Cosmic title. Yeah, and then the Galaxian title. Yeah. yeah, he's cooking. Uh, the Ultimate Gladiators, shockingly the most dominant tag team. Uh, they've held the belts more times than any other team. Never dropped lower than four in the rankings. But, of course, if they've held the belt more times than any other team, you know what that means. They've lost the belts more than any other team. Yeah. There you go. That's why being a 16-time champ isn't necessarily a good thing because you're exactly. a 16-time loser. But that's a story for another day. Uh, his favorite wrestler is Mayhem. Wild, sadistic, and exciting favorite tag team. His creation, the Lords of Destruction, Spike and Mayhem. I didn't think he created Spike and Mayhem, but uh, <laughs> I don't think he created either of those. <laughs> I wasn't sure, uh, but they're his one creation. And their first time as a team, they captured the vacated Saturn Tag Team Championship, which I believe is lower than the Cosmic Tag Team Championship. I think uh, so. Saturn yeah. would be lower than the Cosmos, the Universe, and the Galaxian. Right. Black, but, sorry, uh, the Lords of Destruction did beat the Norse Gods, which I know a Norse God loss was very rare in Club Galactic during this time. Uh, things he's done with his league, Lance Atlas turned on the Supreme Gods, joining uh, Vanity and Mr. Galaxy. Uh, Mesmer sold out to the Royal Overlord, put him in a tag team with Necros. Uh, the Mystics broke up, though, and the two men's egos um, and distrust got in the way, and they have begun to feud once again. Mesmer has rejoined the FDF. 
A lot of turns. Lots of turns. Uh, so that is pretty much uh, the whole story here for Danny Sexton, the Federation Fanatic of the Month. Uh, we do have a little plea there from uh, Mark Ashby that they're starting to run low on entries once again. Don't not indicative of this month's selection. <laughs> Don't feel you're not good enough to become one because everyone, and we mean everyone, is a fanatic. Now, all low might have been 50. You don't know. <laughs> Just send an entry using the same categories as Danny's, along with a picture of yourself, preferably one that's already run in a previous issue. <laughs> the end. Oh shit! At least we know it's not the Mandela effect. I can swear I've seen those. No, you haven't. No. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim, you want to go to the War Games 2092 reviews? Certainly. So there were uh, four reviews from. Uh, one really knowledgeable uh, fan and three other people. Uh, uh, it's good you remember Dave Simonak. I, I you know, I tried to give Dave some credit. Yep. Uh, Dave Simonak said he really liked a, a lot about the set. He loved the the uh, fact that you had an undercard bum and a commissioner. He liked all the art. Thought the Q and A format and the booklet was great. So he was a happy camper at least uh, at least at this point. Um, Rob Reck said his new favorite wrestler is Dragon Master. Um, and thought that that uh, chaos would would be a top guy, but maybe not be able to make it all the way to the top, which you know didn't happen in my fed. He made it to the top, and he was the king of the hill for a long time. Rob Reck, uh, not known for his prognostication, but there you go. You never, but maybe in Rob Reck's fed, he was a he was a mid card guy. You never know. He's um, no Rob Britt. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the gender bender name Eric Michelle. Uh, Liked everything, but said, uh, you know, if you're going to do updates on characters and things like that, don't update Wolf because he's good like he is, uh, which I, I think is fine. And, and God knows Wolf didn't get updated for a long time. So so that's good. Um, and then uh, some Yahoo named Tim Dalton, actually. Uh, geez, I must have sent some stuff in on this one. I must have, uh, you know, just shoved everything in an envelope and sent it to Mark. Uh so I, I said, you know, when I got my 20, 2090 or uh, 2092 package, I went into wrestling mode and cranked out a few cards. Uh, Not the only time Jim Dalton's is so associated with cranking a few things out. The, in a, yeah, in a, in a short period of time. So, uh, you know, although although saying that I thought everything was was pretty good, I did uh, I did manage to to get a negative thing in there because you know it 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 was me after I was I was practicing for being a grumpy old man when I was a young man. Yeah, and uh, said that the Darko storyline with Magnus Colby was a little hard to swallow, but that was fine. Um, I, I wasn't too fond of the uh, the the bow tie and wide lapels on on uh, Magnus Colby's drawing, which I thought were not uh, maybe the best, you know, because I'm a fashion plate, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, like, I'm not sure no people were aware of that. You and Freddie Blassie. That's that's true. Um, and that and I believe I said this when we were reviewing the 2092 set that I had expected some more hideous scarring on Dragon Master's face, but. Uh, yep. But other than that, I mean, I, I, I really liked this set. I thought it was a really good one. And uh, and uh, it was kind of cool that uh, I remember seeing my name and thinking, oh, they printed my review. So, you know, I mean, you know, it was it was it was a good month when I got the super report. 
Yep. And then he went and cranked you a few out. You got that Jay Strongbow reference in there. I got the, I, I did get the the Omega looking Italian and getting the Jay Strong so that I'm I'm trying to show that I know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yep. Tim Tim was leading all, all of us young marks into the promised land with all of his shoot references. <laughs> And fans, I just want to let you know, some, you know, I, I am not on mute because I'm hosting. Everybody else is cracking up at my fucking jokes. They just have their things on mute to be polite. But they, they did. They did like that. Uh, some of those references. All right. Uh, Stu, we'll let you do your final report and then we'll let you uh, crank one off or whatever you need to do. Get get going. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a PG-13 podcast. But six, 169 is not PG-13. It's triple X all the way, baby. All right. Or whatever else you need to get in your iron lung. (laughs) The iron lung might be coming. Uh, We had the GWF Achievement Awards. Uh, The results were tabulated by one David Fisher. And here are the results uh, as printed in this issue. The Rookie of the Year was Lance Atlas. Uh, The first runner-up was the Matador of M83. And I would say if these are point totals, the Lance had a pretty convincing win, winning by five points over the Matador of M83. I find that a little surprising. I would have thought the Matador would have been more successful than Lance in people's promotions, but, you know, people like who they like. Um, most improved, Pulsar Prime. Uh, uh, the first runner up there was Spike, and that was a it was a close race. Point and a half separated those two. Um, I would have maybe given it to Spike, but a lot of people liked Pulsar back then. That is for sure. Most popular was Spike. And this is the biggest deficit so far. Spike with 20 votes versus uh, the first runner-up of Wolf with 13. And then second runner-up was Star Warrior with three. Whew. Trounced him. Most hated, Thantos, uh, 14 votes. And the first runner-up there was Mayhem with six uh, most inspirational or inspirational wrestler of the year, Commander Sam with six votes. Pretty close uh, runners up there. There was a three-way tie for the first runner-up with Lance, Atlas, Star Warrior, and Spike with four votes each. The feud of the year. And this is a feud I, I need to explore a little better. Spike versus Mayhem at one with 12 votes and crushed uh, the uh, first runners-up, those being the Defenders of the Galaxy versus the Unholy Alliance, Brute Massacre versus the Galacticops. The manager of the year was Omega. Pretty resounding win. over. Uh, he had 15 votes over Raynard Beguile, who had seven votes. So pretty good pretty good win for the Hall of Fame Hall of Famer Omega. Tag team of the year, this is no, no surprise. Bruton Massacre with 21 votes over the first runner-up of the Cosmic Forces. Uh, they had six votes. And then the wrestler of the year, Pretty tight race. Uh, Wolf came in with 10 votes to win wrestler of the year. The first runner up was Spike uh, with seven and a half votes. And the second runner up was Star Warrior. Third runner up was with six votes. And third runner up was Thantos with five. Now, where there were some kind of funny unofficial official awards that people uh, submitted their votes upon. Uh, and I'll look at a couple of these. Stupidest wrestler. Lightning. Thank you. Somebody has said something negative about one of the Norse gods. The dumbest tag team of all freaking time. Never deserved to be in the rankings. That's my rant. Stupidest wrestler, I'm going with Lightning. I mean, uh, of all time? Stupidest all time. tag team? <laughs> I mean, I think we need to lay out all the tag teams of all time and really do an analysis that's stupid. <laughs> that, that, 
I mean, I'm well, not disagreeing, but that could be a knee-jerk reaction. I, maybe it is, and I am under the weather, so mm -hmm. forgive me for the emotion. But they, they, okay, buddy. they were day. in so many lame-ass matches for me that went on for so long. Oh, gosh, it's hard to forget. Uh, wrestler most likely to end up in a mental institution, mayhem. That's uh, fairly clever. Uh, let's see. Least likely to have a Colgate smile, the guardsman. That was uh, submitted by Drew Flynn. And let's see, what else do we have here? We have the X Luger Attitude Award. Oh, where's that one? I'm missing it. Where's that? About the fifth line down, sixth line down, X Luger. I see it. Okay. The Matador of uh, uh, I'm sorry, that was a typo. It should have been X Uger. <laughs> <laughs> then my personal favorite, because I always want to say, go ahead. No, I just said a Zuger. I, I sneezed. The L didn't work on the, oh. the keyboard. Oh. I thought my scan just didn't pick it up because I thought it was a six or a nine. Could have been one of either. My personal favorite, because I always had this question too, is how the heck do I wrestle in this thing? Yes. If somebody gave him a pile driver, the match would be over because he'd be stuck in the fucking mat. He would. He would get out from it. Right. I agree. Upside down. I agree 100%. Uh -huh. So that concludes the GWF Achievement Awards. And uh, Chad, I'll just say before I exit, good night, Denmark. Oh, good night, Stu. Good night, Stu. Good night. Good night, Stu. Love you, buddy. Go get some sleep. I'm going to bed. You've had a big Drink day. Plenty of fluids. They're on the agenda. Not eggnog, though. Probably won't. No, no eggnog. It just stirs things up tonight. Don't drink your grandpa's <laughs> old fashioned either. It's rough. I've heard that's a dud. <laughs> oh. My God, I could breathe fire right now. Good night, fellas. All right. Good night, Stuart. Good night, Stu. When are we going to tell him he won the eggnog for life contest? Eh, maybe later. Is it grandpa's eggnog? It is it's not. Because I don't know if he's going to want it. Your, your grandpa's... Corey, how could you lend your visage to such a prop? <laughs> they threw a lot of money at me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're a whore. They, they backed a truckload of money up to my house, and I said, you could, look, you could use my face. I'm swimming in a money bin like Scrooge McDuck. Look at it. It's Corey. It does look like me. <laughs> I did it just to trick you, Chad. <laughs> it was part of an elaborate plot. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. This month in the matchmakers, we have new matches from Garland Moen and Drew Flynn. Drew Flynn has the Orion Deathmatch. Huh? Just skipping past the agenda here. No, I switched it around for Stewart. I let him do the achievement awards. It's you, in you the Google been... Doc. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's okay. I'm uh, skipping over Matt continent. doing the Dream Fred. No, I reordered things. Oh. I don't have the reorder. Well, I'm not even looking at it, so I wouldn't. You're know. all out of yeah. reorder. Yeah, order at the court. You're out of reorder, and you're out of reorder. I would not reorder your grandpa's old fashioned right now. I'd like to reorder some pizza. Mm -hmm. Oh, because Martin wants some pizza, right, Tim? You do. You he always want some pizza. Dream Federation I'll give. I'll <laughs> give you the Iggy soon. You're up in two. Yeah, Matt's going to take a quick nap. <laughs> Can we get a layer of meat and cheese and a layer of meat and cheese? With another pizza? layer of meat and cheese. Yeah, there you go. So we have the Orion Deathmatch two by Drew Flynn. Honestly, I don't remember the Orion Deathmatch one off the top of my head. Um, imagine a 30-foot diameter dome steel cage of pure havoc. The walls of the dome are lined with foreign objects. 
The match ends when the wrestler goes down, gets pinned. I, I think just it's just ironic. Yeah, yeah. reference to going down on episode 169. I don't know about you folks. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Things normally needed for the match are not present. Ropes, turnbuckle, etc. No feud will go undecided now. Losers are injured for one to six cards. Bob was typing this one up. That's what yeah, I'm... Bob. That Bob, not known for his typing skills. I had a knee injury the other day. Oh, man, it's it's tough. So there's numerous. There's a dome chart, a leather strap chart, a baseball bat, loaded glove, electro whip, nightstick. There's a water fountain in the bathroom. Yes. Wait, no, that's the next match. Oh. That's you could the use lunatic. those other straps for a lot of things. So Gar oh. Garland Moen also then regales There needs to be a space in between these matches. Yeah. we That was all the same match. A little formatting. A lunatic match by Garland Moen. Anybody remember Garland sense. Moen? No, but I love his faucets. Did he have a yeah. black snake <laughs> at all? Wolf. <laughs> Oh, shit. The lunatic match. No DQ count out matches or ringside alleys. Pinfalls count anywhere in or out of the building. So it should just say pinfalls count anywhere. You could have saved fucking about a dozen keystrokes on that fucker. If any chart is rolled, you have the option of taking the fight outside the ring. After you do so, use the special charts. So we have a concession stand for in the ropes, restrooms for into the turnbuckle where we have the water fountain or the bubbler, depending on what kind of the country you're from. Uh, we have the parking lot out of the ring and then the rooftop for the death jump. So you can jump off the roof. You grab onto an overhead anti-gravity blimp. The match is ruled a draw. Tim, that's like the time we played the anti-gravity platform match and oh. someone floated away after four moves and we banned that from our federation. So we, I like the, uh, the restroom chart where your opponent attempts to drown you in the toilet. Add three to your pin rating. <laughs> and one to your power and agility. But if I get hit over the head with a mirror, I just roll my pin. I think we did that in Waterloo one year. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's been a few toilet drownings in Waterloo. Oh, you throw powdered soap in your... Oh, God, I hate that shit. It's so gritty. Cool. All right. And then we have a brief word on Around the Galaxy. Judging from the random amount of death threats and responses we received, we feel it would be in our best interest to listen to the club and keep through Around the Galaxy. The club has spoken. Corey! Corey! Chad! Around the galaxy! Here please. we go. Here we go. Well, our first set of results is sent in from Mr. Tim Dalton at the time from Batavia, Ooh. New York. Not 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 Cheek Tawaga, Batavia. That's true. Uh, and this is Thanksgiving crash. Excuse me, Thanksgiving crashing? crashing. Was I crashing, crashing when I did crashing. this? Well, maybe I don't know. I wasn't. Bob's I, I Ashby's been. typing strikes that's again. Not, no, that's not a five or a six. No. It's a T and a C. My, my mom might have been crashing. That was just my my misspeaking. Oh, uh, Thanksgiving ah. thrashing from pre night twenty ninety two. Tim clarifies this appears to be a Survivor Series inspired card. It uh, was we, okay, what? and uh, so I'm not going to read all the results, but it looks like if I'm reading this correct, Tim, you had a final match, so kind of like the nineteen ninety Survivor Series where the the heroes that survived got to team up against the villains that survived. Correct. Okay. Yep. Everybody that survived then went into a, another match at the very end. To, awesome. And it was very lopsided. <laughs> so I'll just go through that. You can you can read through the individual results promoters, but in the in the final survivors match, the heroes won over the villains. This was the order of elimination. You had Galactic Punisher, Comrade mm -hmm. Terror, Akuma, mm -hmm. Pit Viper, Man Mountain, Brute, Spike, Lance Atlas, Thantos, uh, leaving Justice and Massive as the final survivors. Interesting combination there. 
And Tim added in that uh, that his parents actually wrestled this card, and his mother won, and says oh. her father may have a, a rematch. Uh, okay, good, old, Tim. good old Evie. She, I was going to say what she was doing. Evie so should have won. Did they play the whole card? I, you know, I'm, I'm, I think we, what we may have done was, was kind of round robined it. Okay. Because uh, uh-huh. I, I believe I actually did this when I was home around Thanksgiving when I had mm-hmm. gone home, and um, and my, I know my mom never liked any of the animal guys. Like any mm-hmm. anybody yep. or anybody that didn't look human, yeah. Like Comrade Terror or any of the Animen, she was not she was not into them. It's a um, good thing you never brought your mom to Jamestown, or her and Jim Steele would have had fisticuffs in the oh, yeah. Sheldon that, House parking true. lot. Yep, yep. That's true. My I, my my mom would have beat the crap out of Jim Steele. Nothing <laughs> personal, Jim, but my mom my mom was a big and- scrapper. Oh, Every, yeah. Everyone on this podcast, pretty pretty much, she, yeah. She was a tough lady. Yeah, yeah she, she was. She was little, but she was. She had a lot of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of like uh, our mom. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I believe what we did was kind of round robin, where like my dad and I had play a match, and then my mom and I had play a match, and my mom and dad would play a match, and we just kind of went around and, and did that. And I would kind of coach when they were playing uh, because they weren't that familiar. Um, but yeah, it was just something kind of you know weird and fun to do when we were killing time during uh thanksgiving holiday but uh um yeah i thought i I thought it'd be kind of fun to send that one in and uh and just kind of make the note that uh you know my folks were involved in this as well so um and i'm sure my mom got pretty animated with it you know when she was winning or losing so Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah it was fun stuff cool very cool. Well, let's face it. You were probably at least 10 years older than everybody else submitting to this newsletter. So <laughs> I, I we all had was. our parents potentially playing the game with us. They certainly, yeah. a lot of them bought it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine never did. Oh. And I, I did come up, two, and I did I come up with then. wacky names for the teams like WWF mm-hmm. would used to I do. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. That's very clever, Tim. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Our next set of results are from Eric Michelle, whom we mentioned earlier. Uh, looks like just maybe kind of a, a general house show or something. No, no uh, fancy title given to this one. I do have to say, you know, I, I'm not going to go through all the results, but the opener, Pulsar Prime and Ursa Major over the Gladiators. Wow, that's that is quite the upset. Yeah, um, drop those fuckers from the rankings. There you go. There you go. Uh, middle of the card, we had Iron Man over Chaos in a steel cage match. That's another b- pretty big upset there. Uh, and the top, some of the top title matches, Dragon Master wins over Interplanetary Champ Mayhem by DQ. Uh, the Animal Pack retained the Galaxian Tag Team titles over the Night Stalkers, also by DQ. And then Lord Nexus pinned Thantos to win the Galaxian Heavyweight title. Uh, kind of interesting to see Lord Nexus up top there, especially after, you know, so many other cards have come in by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Jason and John Moore from Bellevue, Pennsylvania, sending in War Games Explosion 1, A Night of Revenge. Uh, again, I'm not going to read through all of these, but uh, some of the top matches here, it says Lance Atlas stayed undefeated and re- retained his universe title over Pulsar Prime. That sounds like There's an interesting universe matchup. universe title is a secondary title again. I guess, yes, <laughs> right, right. I was waiting for a bat comment. Thank you, Matt, for not yes. disappointing. Yep. Uh, the Animen were uh, over the third force in a six-man tag team match. The Ultimate Gladiators retained the Galaxian tag team titles over the Cosmic Forces. And the main event appears to be Interplanetary Champ Chaos crushing Wolf in the Torture Chamber to also claim the Galaxian Championship. Very interesting. So David Bazzy Baznet, still rolling today uh, from jolly old England, sent in some results. And as we know, he's the fastest dice in the galaxy. So I wonder how long this card took him to play. Very profound. 8.4 yes, seconds. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh, but he sends in a, a very interesting card here. Uh, again, I'll just kind of read some of the top matches. Uh, let's see here. We had uh, Exoking and Bishop Hell over the Beasts of Burden. It says he, they put them to sleep. Okay. Uh, the Bounty Hunter retained the Interplanetary title over Lance Atlas. Uh, Tarak pinned Mad Jester to win the GWF Heavyweight title. That's an interesting bout. But that's wow, not the main event. The main event. That's not the main event. We have two more matches. Akuma the Ninja over Raynard Beguile. <laughs> Woo! Why not? And then uh, the Special Forces retaining the GWF Tag Team titles over the Cosmic Forces via Countout. So there you go, promoters. That is this month's Around the Galaxy. Well, let's back up because we got to oh, talk oh, about oh, Gladiators oh. losing. The Eastern Dynasty upset the Gladiators on this show. Oh, yeah. they did. So we already talked about one upset, so we better get that one in there as well. I would also like to point out the Bomb Squad beat Whiplash and Darkness. A substitute for Death Mask was injured time. Do you think Death Mask or Darkness was Death Mask in another mask? Oh, perhaps. Like he got rid of the pile driver horns it's, through it's the mask. It's kind of hard to get another mask over that that well, initial maybe mask. Maybe took though. that other that goofy ass mask off. I mean, I always like. Did you guys play that like he had the headgear on when he wrestled? I didn't. No, I didn't. No. I honestly never I thought about it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, Ashby, what the hell? I never I mean, I think I probably assumed he didn't, but yeah. You never you thought about him getting a pile driver and getting stuck I, in the mat. Maybe I did, but I don't have a clear memory of it. But you're I mean, you make good points. I'm not saying that uh, you know, it's it's out of left field what you're all saying. Dude, all I do is make good points. <laughs> well, <laughs> Matt, well, what's your what's your view on the the death mask horns in the mat controversy? Uh, he took it off before the match, but I never thought right, much about you. it. Holy shit! This stuff keeps me up at night. I thought it was the bad old fashions keeping you up at <laughs> night. Oh my god! No, I'm gonna sleep like a baby tonight. Matt, we have the Club Galactica Dream Federation. You're on deck. Could you please lay that funky music down, white boy? I'm on deck, or I'm up. You're up. Oh, so it was on deck. Well, well, I meant you're up. No, it's wrestling tournament lingo. I can. You're see off the, the deck. If he, right. if he's a stickler for which order the universal galactic title, yeah, right. Be a stickler for on deck and at bat. Yes. Uh, so some selected results in this month. I'll I'll hit some of the highlights here and uh, some of the people that we know, I guess. Uh, so on December third, in the opener, Kirk the Highlander Campbell defeated. Uh, Iron Fist, Jeremy Carlisle. We'll just assume that was a jobber because I don't know who Jeremy is and Kirk's still around. Yep. Um, let's see. We got uh, the Asylum besting the bodyguards in a cosmic cage match. And I'll apologize. I can't keep track of who the tag teams were. Um, but the main event, the Major Rager Axel Guest keeping the CGDF title over Myron X-Man Coleman in a galactic chain match. Yay! On uh, December 10th, a week later, we got to talk about Rodney Yanis getting mauled by Leatherface John Race. Poor Rodney Yanis. Yes. Uh, the Blade Runner Rodney Yanis. When your Yanis gets mauled, man, you're having a bad day. <laughs> it's a, a bad day. It's yeah. a bad week. <laughs> I mean, by a man in le- with a leather face. That's, that's, a, that's a bad night in Waterloo right there. Exactly. I had my Yanis mauled a few times. Oh God! Um, <laughs> I know John Ray still wants to come back from that. Ask him. Yeah, I'll have to ask him <laughs> if he remembers that moment. Uh, the ringmaster John Trevino getting a DQ win over Maniacal Matt Dick and Asher. Poor quality officiating, I-, I assume as well. 
Joel Conan Ainsworth retaining the interstellar title over babyface David Barnes in a Titan death match. Oh, David Barnes uh, is giant. Not a lot of cards this month. The only other one listed on December 15th. Um, we've got uh, Ed the Enforcer, Bartholomew, topping the Predator, Kevin Butcher. Boo. And the Unstoppable Forces winning a grudge match over the Disciples of Death and a Titan death match to earn the status of number one contenders to the tag title. And the Major Rager, Axel Guest, defeating Myron X Man Colbert in a barbed wire match. Not a barbed wire match, but a barbed wire match. Uh, I dated a girl named Barbed Wire. Yeah, she was there a, you go. It was a movie yeah, I hear too. She was prickly, I heard. Yeah. Uh, so, some news and notes from around the Fed. Uh, talked about the same heavyweight champion, Axel Guest, uh, you know, retaining against the X Man, who is still hell bent on regaining the belt. Unstoppable forces looked up, uh, locked up. Sorry, with the disciples of death for the number one contendership, as we mentioned. Um, we've got uh, the faded Supreme Court is up in the air right now. Judge has an injured back. Uh, tried to do a backdrop on uh, Bazzi. Tried to do it too quickly. Got an injury. A jury finishes off the job, but the judge did not wrestle any more this month. Uh, we have uh, the their manager, the inmate, Brian Barrow, claiming that the judge is too hurt to compete, and therefore Chip Fletcher, the commissioner, should extend the time between title offenses, throw out that 30-day rule to accommodate judges' injury. We don't have any word as of press time what the ruling is. Uh, Did you Kevin roll Fletcher, on Commissioner Carter's card and for Commissioner Fletcher? Commissioner Fletcher's bootleg card. Right. Uh, Kevin Butcher joins the Disciples of Death. He joined the group after they urged him away from uh, the uh, Yanis. <laughs> Kevin Butcher, please let us know your prior tag team relationship with the Yanis. You uh, probably say he smelled. Yeah. Uh, we're splitting into uh, some territories, it looks like. Uh, the Dream Federation. So we need some uh, regional promoters. We're sending out applications or taking applications for regional promoters to kind of help roll some cards out and send in the results. Maybe have a regional heavyweight and tag team championship. So we'll see if Commissioner Fletcher gets any interest there. Our uh, rankings are uh, pretty rank. Yeah. Myron Coleman at one uh, to the, uh, obviously Axel Gass, the champion. Coleman one, Joel Coyne and Ainsworth two, Babyface David Barnes three, Mad Mike Fluke, James the Bug Work, Rounding out the top five, but uh, we've got Kurt Campbell at eight, Maniacal Matt Dick and Asher at nine, and uh, I think that's uh, all the people that are still left in our universe or galaxy or John Trevino. He's still active. John Trevino at twelve, like I said. Yep, yep. Um, all I know is last month I had a main event victory, and I'm nowhere to be fucking found on these cards, and I'm hey. pretty pissed off about it. I'm so not on this pressure. shit either, and I'm ranked number 14 in tag team. This is bullshit. So you guys must be in a tag order. team or something. I don't remember yeah. who the tag team names are. I'm in the Headhunters, I think. But yeah, the, that was that was you Supreme and Court uh, are the I think champs. It was me and Dave. Yeah, it was. You're right. Supreme Court, the champs, Unstoppable Forces, Disciples of Death, Cyanide, Livewire, and the Wrecking Crew, one through five, and uh, several more listed through 15 that uh, only a couple people remember. Who's in what? But if you're at number fourteen, well, you don't really deserve mentioning that low, do you? Oh, I think I do. There you go. All right, the headhunters at fourteen. You got mentioned. Thank you. 
You're so nice, man. That's our wrap up in the Dream Federation for this month. All right. Next, we have Tim Dalton's favorite part of the whole freaking show, the Galaxian Federation history. Tim. As written by Mark Ashby. By Mark Ashby. And and I I like the status. Still prior uh, to Invasion 2089. Uh, so in this, we got a nice long segment too in this one. It's not, uh, yeah. it's not quick. Mark was able to kind of, he must not have gotten a lot of other submissions. So he was able to kind of fill some, some, uh, some time here. Um, we talk about two new Royal court members with the Mad Jester and Royal Overlord. The, uh, the fate of Pit Viper is revealed as Dark Host is introduced and uh, a bit of spotlight on the feud between wolf and bounty hunter along with some some really good uh artwork here by uh by mark taggart uh mark what do you remember about this uh segment of the history i enjoyed writing the pit viper bit uh where he you know he joins the assassins because i had to figure out how to that was you know kind of a a big deal that we had pit viper turning uh, as i recall that i don't want to say it surprised a lot of people or shocked them but it was certainly pivotal for a lot of a lot of folks so i i of the, the segments that are in here that was the one i had the most fun with probably i do think uh the the jester's rhymes were pretty good especially when do i make my appearance will i cause some interference that is good yeah i'm almost as good a wordsmith as matt dickendesher knowing <laughs> what, what is the order of universe and gal- galactic and all of that stuff mm. um yeah but the and then the other ones you know the with the wolf and, and bounty hunter that was again i i never really felt like i did the the match or the you know the brawling kind of stuff as well as the the character study kind of things but that one was pretty good too it was nice and long i mean it was a as far as like a, a match synopsis that one that one did go on for a while so i uh yeah i think i said even at the beginning in the the opening uh uh whatever column whatever you want to call it that it we want to try to catch up to the with the game since we got two a year now we got to try to catch up with this history so uh having three pages of it this time uh with a couple of pictures thrown in there wolf and bounty hunter fighting and then mesmer and the jester uh but yeah it it, it certainly moved the story along and hopefully next time we won't still be prior to invasion 2089 <laughs> i thought that was funny that just just putting that in and said look we're still we're still not there we're getting there we're trying but no, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, um, you know, getting the Overlord in there, and then yeah, the, I think the the big one was really kind of the whole Pit Viper reveal and just kind of all that uh, uh, stuff going. On. I thought you did a great job there, and uh, you know, good good stuff by Mark Taggart too. I know uh, he did uh, mm-hmm. he did a nice shot. It looks like of uh, the brawl between Wolf and, and Bounty Hunter, and then uh, Mesmer laying one in on it looks like on uh, on Mad Jester. So uh, good stuff there as well. So uh, kind of nice to get uh, the, the, the fill in on the history. I always used to like reading these just to kind of uh, kind of give, give a little bit more uh, flavor and backstory to, uh, you know, to what Tom had written. So no, nice, nice job on this one, Mark. Mm-hmm. I, I like the line, uh, Raynard's punches were not the galaxy's strongest. With the added force <laughs> of a roll of coins, they became weighted nightmares. You were a wordsmith, Mr. Ashby. Still am. Yeah, you are. Still are. With the not writing that stuff. Right. <laughs> I, I I love the picture of Mesmer too, where he's snapping Jester's head back after a big punch. 
Yeah, he's a jester is selling that punch. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is absolutely selling it. All right. Well, in addition to all the stuff we've already talked about, there's other articles. There's Rocket at Ringside, the Commissioner's Corner, and the Battle Zone Monthly. So uh, check those out. Corey will post that in the show notes like he does every show that we do one of these. Uh, so you can read this yourself. We're excited to share this with you. And fans, typically this is where we go to wrap-ups and shout-outs. But we're not going to tonight because this is episode 169 the super special greatest episode of all time because my federation is not the only promotion that has ring crew strikes. There's been another ring crew strike that's been going on maybe as long as mine. I don't remember. I don't know how the management deals with those. But tonight we're going to have a promoter spotlight on Mark Ashby. Mark, you've been playing. How long has it been since you played? And what instigated you to play besides being inspired by us? Well, when did the first color set come out? What what year was that? Like with Mantis and all of them. That was the last set I had. Twenty twenty five, I think. Okay, then, and I never actually played that set, so that's that's how far back it it goes. Okay. Um, I'll various reasons. Um, that I kind of hung it up, and some mm-hmm. of it was burnout. Some of it was just I was busy being a dad to two mm-hmm. fairly young guys who had, uh, you know. I don't want to say challenges, but they were certainly they they wanted parental involvement. I'll just put it that way. And just mm-hmm. I wasn't watching wrestling anymore. And it just kind of went by the wayside for for a lot of reasons. But mm-hmm. I never got rid of things, at least the cards, um, right. as far as like records and stuff like that. Those are mostly lost to the mists of time. So um, I, I fully blame you, Chad, though, for the fact that this has happened again, because if it were <laughs> I'm awesome. If it weren't for you saying, I don't know how many years ago it's been now. Hey, uh, it's okay if you don't want to do this, but you know we'd have this podcast now, and and we thought we would go through the the super reports. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, it, I don't know what you, how you feel about all that. And then I was like, nah, I could do that. That 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 sounds fine. So mm-hmm. the fact that that I came on this show started me thinking, even back then, like, gosh, I wonder what it would be like to just pull them out again and do it. You know, mm-hmm. and um. So then it took an offer that I couldn't refuse from a fellow promoter who I don't know if they have named themselves yet, but who was really looking for a set of original 500 cards, which Mm -hmm. I had because I Mm -hmm. started promoting in December of 1986. Mm -hmm. A little bit of wear and tear on them. There's a little bit of ink on a couple of the cards back in the day when I didn't know that they were going to be valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, But this person finally wore me down enough that I went up to the attic, looked for him, and I basically said, can I just have one more singles and tag set of singles and tag tournaments with these and then we can we can make a deal. Mm-hmm. So, now uh, he has those cards and they have arrived and as far as I know they have been used and enjoyed, but uh, I bought myself a nice new set of tires or at least part of a set of tires. With <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I really needed them. Um, but anyway, so then I, I put in an order. I said, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm not just going to do a tournament. I'm just, I'm going to get back to doing it. See what happens. You know, Mm -hmm. start at the beginning 2087 again, reboot Mm -hmm. it because back in the day, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm ashamed to say it or what I played the game wrong when it came to choice charts for at least a year. Mm -hmm. I played it all. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you're not alone. 
there were there were people who because of that performed better than they probably should have or worse than they should have and so i that's always kind of bothered me that you know i had my my finals of my my first heavyweight tournament was commander sam against genghis khan that doesn't right. sound right <laughs> you know <laughs> so and commander sam won so he was my first champ ever but genghis khan won the belt from him after like you know not that long so genghis khan has been a, a champ in my fed again uh, my old fed so I thought, okay, what I want to do now is go back, play it by the book. Just let's just do it the way it was written. I'm not going to, I shouldn't say I'm not going to. I have no plans at the moment to go rogue and start, you know, flipping people face and heel. Right. Uh, I just want to see what it's like to do it as it was written. Because I, I turned Comrade Terror face within probably a week and a half of having the game. Just because I wanted him to be a good guy. I did. Comrade um, Terror. Comrade Terror. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad Stu's not on. He'd find that. I know. Of I know. But then, I, then it started the bootleg thing because I was like, well, right. now it's 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 wrong. So I, right. I brought in two guys, Archangel and KOS, Knight of Satan, to go with Santos now. So they had to balance it out. Knight like, of Satan. Knight of Satan, KOS. Yeah, he was mask. He, he, he taught, it was Bishop Hell before Bishop Hell. He had like the they hood. And prime card. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He was, you know, he was I, I do like that, though, because I, I do like that you needed the same number of guys on one side as the other. Oh, yeah. I think that mm-hmm. just I, the accountant in me loves that. Yeah. Um, so that's the idea behind this this reboot. So uh, if December 4th, 1986 was my uh, original anniversary, now we can say February 5th, 2024 is the anniversary of my reboot. So I don't do you want results? Like, what, what do you want here? Do you yeah, want yeah. we want yeah. It all. results. We want all everything. Right. So enchilada. Uh, well, I'm not going to go like every single thing, or else at the risk of being no, no, no. You know, Stu Lowry here. But thank uh, you. Oh my! <laughs> first one was obviously a galactic title tournament. I put all 24 uh, fighters in with the idea that the final, since you have 24 and it's going to come out with three at the end, that the final three would do a round robin, which I believe is what I did with my first tournament. Um, but I kind of seeded them just based on what I knew mm-hmm. uh, the, that they would be. I did sort of more or less, well, a dice roll. I was going to say a coin flip. It wasn't a coin flip. It was a dice roll. Because I didn't know whether to put Star Warrior or Thantos 1 or 2. Uh, so out of that, Star Warrior was actually 1 and Thantos was 2. So everybody who was uh, higher seeded from 1 to 12 won in the first round, which would have been Star Warrior, Thantos, Wolf, Kraken, Terror, Massif, Nexus, Exoking, Sam, Massacre, Actagon, and Proteus. They all defeated whether... Most of them, I think, were by, yeah, there were only two that were not pinfaller submission, which was Star Warrior over Vanity, who was my number 24, and Proteus was 12 over Pit Viper, which was a DQ. Um, so going through the next round, I had a fantastic match in the second round, which reminded me why I loved playing this game. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a good, good uh, uh, pairing here, uh, which was Massacre going against Wolf. In the second round, it was number three wolf against number ten massacre. And you, you massacre. Had, I mean, massacre had a, a big run in your fed originally. He did. Yeah, right? He really did. Uh, I remember more that. On, more a little more on that later. I want to you know oversell it, but um, yeah. So they were, and, and all of these were you know not tight. The the round robin was tight and definite. No DQ, no count out for that because I wanted clean finishes. But in that one, and this was another thing. Back in the old days, I never kept track of fatigue tokens. And so there wasn't really a way to know, like, who had been, you know, if it was like a comeback win or, you know, who was. Oh, sure. Yeah. So now I've been doing that. 
And Massacre had three tokens on him. Wolf had six. Nice. And but it ended. It ended with Wolf getting DQ'd, and I just thought, you know, with the that kind of match, that's honestly how that probably should end. Yep. That was the match of the tournament. Was those two? But anyway, to get to the round robin finals, the final three were Thantos, number two seed, Kraken, number four, and Lord Nexus, number seven. Nice. Star Warrior once again underachieving. He lost to Proteus in the second round to an overhead toss. Oh. Oh, sorry. He was an, I was a serious underachiever in my Fed before, and uh, it doesn't look that much different. So anyway, <laughs> the round robin finals. Uh, the first match, Thantos beat Kraken with a double knee lift. Then I had Kraken go against Nexus, and Kraken beat him with a falling face slam. So now it was Thantos and Nexus. If Nexus could beat Thantos, they were all one on one. But no dice. Thantos defeated Lord Nexus with the master lock and became my heavyweight champ as... You know, it should be. It should be much better. Thantos, Kraken, and Nexus is way better than Commander Sam and Genghis Khan. So I, I don't feel know. much better about that. <laughs> <laughs> it I, all I, works. Yeah, my yeah. sense of, of justice feels a little better, I guess, about that. All right, anyway, uh, tag team. I had eight teams uh, in that. I'll mm-hmm. just get to, uh, you know, again, I just sort of seeded them by um, what my uh subjective viewpoint of them was but i had gladiators at one greek gods were two um they won their first round matches executioner and comrade terror were my number three seed just because i was like well you know kind of put them together they're not too bad uh they beat uh i had killer queen and death knight actually there instead of killer queen vanity uh but star warrior and omega were the number four seed but they lost to pit viper and pulsar Anyway, get it through to the end. Uh, well, I guess I can just say semifinals. Brute and Massacre yeah. beat the Viper and Pulsar. Executioner and Comrade Terror beat the Greek gods with the Headsman's Guillotine. Boom. Which kind of surprised me. Yeah. And it was it was a quick one because the only one that had... Actagon was the only one that had a fatigue token. He just had one on him. And that's just the way... Proteus was actually the one that got pinned, though. Um, and then in the final... Something of a surprise. Executioner and Comrade Terror beat Brood and Massacre with the Atomic Warhead. Yes. They became my first tag champs. I like so, it. So that was, uh, you know, a little bit surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inter- Interstellar, which is less than galactic. Interstellar just means between stars. <laughs> so yeah, I think we can that agree. Okay, so what yeah, about Interstellar, Stel- uh, wait, wait, wait. Interstellar versus Interplanetary? Where's Interplanetary that? Right, well, oh. Interplanetary would be higher than Interstellar. Okay. Um, I'll remember that if I bring that if I bring that back. So this was just a sixteen, just kind of like a random draw. Sixteen of I, I didn't put people like Wolf or Star Warrior in it just because. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I did put Wolf in it, but I didn't put Star Warrior. I didn't put uh, Kraken in it. I'm trying to look. Yeah, Kraken was in it, but uh, you know, people that wouldn't necessarily be going for the main belt. Mm-hmm. Um, the final four, the semifinals in this came down to Pit Viper beating Sam with a Titan mm-hmm. drop, and Wolf beating Lord Nexus, who had five tokens on him with a running clothesline. In the final, nobody had any fatigue tokens. Pit Viper put the Cobra Nerve Stopper, not a finisher, on Wolf. Mm-hmm. Wolf's pin is a two. So what do you think <laughs> Wolf rolled? <laughs> Pit Snake Viper eyes. is your first interstellar champion. Love Over- it! Nice. I love Pit Viper. So uh, since then, I've had a few cards just so I can make sure everybody had one defense. But everybody has has held on to their belts. Um, okay. I had one card that didn't have any uh, titles uh, on the line. But Thantos beat Nexus uh, for his first defense uh, with a Master Lock. 
then Terra and Executioner, the Greek gods got their re- got a rematch with them. Um, but it was one of those ones I was like, ah, gods are going to take it because Terra had five tokens, Executioner had four. Terra put a face claw on Proteus, unsuccessful pin save. Terror and Executioner kept the belts. And then the one I just rolled tonight, I actually put Massacre uh, because he's had a pretty decent run in the the undercards. Um, mm-hmm. And he had a decent run in the tournaments, too. So I had Massacre go against Pit Viper, but uh, he was unsuccessful in challenging Pit Viper. So at the moment, those are my champs. Thantos uh, as the Galactic Champ, Comrade Terror Executioner, and uh, Pit Viper with the Interstellar Belt. I would say that, like I said, Star Warrior is underachieving. Um, one of the I did have a feud match because Kraken. This I don't know that this is necessarily going to go out of canon because I'm not going to like turn Kraken face or anything like that. But because Kraken was in that tournament with Santos, mm-hmm. Santos is reluctant to give him a title shot. So mm-hmm. he said, "All right, if you can beat uh, Nexus in a Titan Death match, I'll give you my your next the next shot. I'll I'll give it to you." Well, Kraken beat Nexus with falling face slam. So next wow. defense that Santos has to do is against Kraken. But I mean, I'm having fun again. I, I even found these are not the original ones that I got with the game, but the the two dice from the Legends game. I found the two dice that came with my Legends yeah. game, and this is actually nice. what I've been using. They have fallen on the floor so many goddamn times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I have to find them in the carpet. Um, yep. But I just was like, let's just do it all old school here. So, but I do have not. I mean, we're already like really long in this thing. But I don't know. Do you want to see some of the other things that I found in the box that have? Yes. Yes, Mark Ashby unboxing tonight, live on episode 169. I will also say, I'll save these for another uh, episode, uh, but I do have a lot of uh, old Galacticon pictures uh, that I found in there. Oh, gosh. Um, But this was the magic (laughs) box that had all of the, like, old super reports. There's still plenty of them in there. Okay. Um, So that, this is the one that it's been sitting in for quite a long time. May 1987, Galaxian Supercard Special Edition. This yes. Is the original oh yeah. One. I got mine. Uh, yep. And yep. I, I was gonna say I know that there's there's some that are that are hanging around still. Uh, I, I think I had Gal- to get a copy of that one from you because I never got that. Yeah. Um. And this is the one with the yep. Bishop Hell cover. That was yep. my original one. Now I don't have an envelope that, uh, my games came in, but this is the one when my brother ordered his own set because it says something 1988 on here. This is the envelope that my brother got nice. his set of the, the game. Lind- Lindhurst, Ohio. Yeah. Lindhurst, Ohio. Yep. There you go. Um, and the funny thing is, I in this other box that I have out here, I saw all of these like uh printouts of like Fed results and stuff like that. I was like, oh wow, these are some of my old matches. Every single freaking one of them was my brother's. I have been carrying <laughs> these things around for like oh, 25 no years. Just like, oh yeah, I'll look at them again someday. They're all my brothers. Every single one that I could look, I was like, oh god, oh. okay, well maybe he'll want it. Yeah. Um, Galaxian Invasion '88, yep. old thing, uh, one of the old ads. Now I have some uh, original Club Galactica super reports with the glue. You can see how it's bent, maybe because it's so much glue on it. <laughs> this is the Invasion 2090 cover. Oh, you it's, can it's see, very, yeah, very crinkly, and yeah, oh. so. Save um, that we could get some clean scans. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe we can tell what's a six and what's an eight. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're all in there, but there were a lot of them. An original Mark Taggart Bishop Hell. Oh wow, oh, that is nice. the original drawing. Damn, that's um, awesome. Yeah, like well done, Mark Taggart. Too. Yeah. Yes. If you want to see Chip Fletcher's face without the black and white, 
There's your commissioner, Chip Fletcher. Oh, there there's his original thing. All right, the last two I'm saving are very special. This one right here, and I wish the, the at-home audience could see. Do you remember the Goliath's gab bag with Animan that never made it out of Andromeda? Yes. The Fabulous Clam. It is the Fabulous Clam glued onto the page. So that nice. is one that I got from him along with awesome. Bulldozer and Pandemonium and Hybrid. Okay. Now for the Piesta de Resistance. Oh boy. As we all know and kind of alluded to in black and white, the pictures don't always translate for Federation Fanatics of the Month. Not only do I have Matt Dickendesher's. Oh, 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 on the same page. Oh, shit. That's a draw from the original. <laughs> Whatever I'm in a Broadway uh, right there. Yeah. So uh, I've had a good time just kind of going through this. How stuff, much but... that would raise for Waterloo. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah. Barry, Barry, get your wallet open. Barry, uh, right there, buddy. I have my original GWF files. The nice. Who was still here? Uh, the comic book. You know, the yep, collector comic I got book. that. There was yep. a ton of stuff in there that was good. But I, I realized I don't have a hurt referee chart. I was looking for it for the uh, end of the turnbuckle chart. So I have to kind of dig a little more to see if I can find my hurt referee chart. I, I we'll get, we'll get you a ringside companion. I think. Yeah, yes. I yep. say, I'm sure it's somewhere else. But uh, yeah, no, guy, it's. I think what I want to do with my Fed this time is run, you know, as if it was like a real year, like maybe 40-ish cards per calendar year, mm -hmm. 2087, and then move on. I'm not in any hurry. You know, yeah. I'm never going to catch up again. I don't really want to. I'm, I'm living in the past. I'm an old man at this point. Yeah. I just kind of want to go with these guys that, you know, and um, I was sent the, uh, the, the handbook now, I guess, has all the color cards with it. Right. I didn't want the color cards for the, I, I wanted to see the old Chuck Carter drawings. Yeah, but uh, I'm assuming this was Mike Molesky threw in the early classic set. So, Mike, if you're listening and that was you, thank you very much for that. Uh, maybe I'll I'll get back. I tried those early classics at one point, mm -hmm. but, you know, we'll, we'll check in every once in a while. So, you know, keep me honest. I'm not necessarily going to be on the message boards or, or that kind of thing, because I think that was part of the reason that I was starting to burn out mm -hmm. was that it mm -hmm. was like I understand I, that. I, this time. I just want to be a fan. You know, yeah. I just kind of want to do it and, and just remember something of my youth now that you know whenever i wake up in the morning i can't do it without grunting and groaning and you know taking all of my medications and it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot different than when i last played this game <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh i guess yeah you, you sons of bitches just you know just when i thought i was out you pulled me back in yay we do that to people yes we do <laughs> you know you but, know chad yes what we really need because this isn't like a momentous occasion right I mean, what we really need to commemorate this? What? We would need like a T-shirt, yeah. or maybe, maybe a sweatshirt or a hoodie. And do you know God, where we can get one? I know where we could do this. Where? Our friend Justin. By God, we get Pike Mojo on this. You go to tkostore.com. That's right, t-e-e-k-o-store.com. Not only. Not only can you get your Uncharted Territory merchandise there, not only can you get your T-shirts and your sweatshirts and your hoodies. My God, we got to get him working on something to commemorate this this you know landmark occasion of of Mark Ashby getting back into the game again. I thought you meant we needed a commemorative one sixty nine shirt. We could do that too. My God, we could have. Oh my God, we're going to have like a library of shirts. We're going to need an extra page on his website now. 
Well, that, that's good because we need to pay that Zoom bill. We we really do. And that 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 you know quarter of a cent we get from each shirt. I mean, nice job negotiating that deal, Chad. Uh, oh, yeah. You know that that's not that's not really paying the bills. I, I was four old fashions in that night. So there you go. Yeah, that happens. You know, Mark, I am so excited. I just think it's I think it's awesome. I I just that's, wel- it's great. Wel- welcome back, my friend. Yes, yeah. welcome back. Sorry, uh, what, we're very the- sorry, but welcome back. <laughs> what's the over under on when is he coming to Galacticon? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I got that three minutes after years. this podcast comes out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will. I, I, I have no plans, buddy. Like I said before, I wouldn't say no. You know, if it works out and you know, mm-hmm. I can make it happen. I mean, I if I got to swing well. south into West Virginia and grab you on the way, I mean. <laughs> Come on down here and we can have, you know, you can slum it a little bit. I'll give you some moonshine as a gift. To, oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> for gas money in lieu of gas money. Or just pour the moonshine into your tank. I think that yeah, works probably like work. ethanol. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank, thank you, Mark, for sharing your uh, promotional results with us. That's super cool to hear. Yes. And uh, above all, hey, play for yourself and have fun. That's what it's all about. That is the plan. Yep. All right. Now we're finally going to get to wrap ups and shout outs after this epic episode. Uh, Matt, why don't you go first, please? Well, it was a dark, lonesome night back in October 2020 when I uh, first cranked out the, the podcast machine to listen to episode number one of Uncharted Territory. Uh, we were in the throes of a pandemic, I believe, at the time. And I decided to start this wonderful podcast. I didn't want to become a star until, uh, you know, several episodes in. But <laughs> I want to thank uh, Chad and Corey and Tim and Stu, who's been asleep now for two and a half hours, for <laughs> starting this uh, wonderful podcast way back then. And now here we are. How many episodes later? 168. Yeah, there you go. Right? Good job with the math. All right. Plus one. What episode are we on now? 169. Oh, there we go. So I will shout out uh, those four for uh, starting this wonderful podcast that keeps, you know, our interest up in the game and has brought back Mark's uh, interest in the game as well. So I think that's really cool all the way around. So congratulations on 169. And uh, here's to another 69. We'll see you at episode, what, two, seven? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Tim, that's your, that's your it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter after this. Yes, <laughs> two sixty nine. It, it doesn't matter for another hundred episodes. Woo! All right, thank you, Mark. Uh, well, I mean, I've taken up enough time on this show, so I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, my uh, older son Nathan, shout out to him for just having his twenty second birthday yesterday mm-hmm. as we record this. So uh, he's acing his online classes through Full Sail University from everything that he tells me and everything that. We see on the transcripts, so that's good. Um, but my other son, Trevor, who is uh, bowling on the PBA Tour right now, we're still trying to crack through the qualifying rounds of uh, certain tournaments. He's won, or not won, but he's cashed in a, a couple of smaller tournaments that aren't PBA mm-hmm. events uh, recently. But uh, he and I will be making a trip out to, we're driving to Las Vegas at the about a, yeah, about a month from actually a month from now we'll, we will be on the road going out there because he hates to fly with uh you know four or five 
three ball rollers, you know, it's a little difficult at the airport to do that. So he kind of wants to have his, his own vehicle there to get around in. So, but I said, Las Vegas, he just came back from Indianapolis. He's driven to Wichita and back. I'm like, Las Vegas is a bit far for 18 to go by himself. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go out with him, fly back. His mother's going to fly out and drive back with him uh, after that week's over. Um, but he and I actually, speaking of podcasts, by the time that this uh, episode comes out, if you're interested in learning more about bowling and watching me try to figure out what the heck bowling is all about, uh, he and I are actually going to do a YouTube podcast called The Trip Four, which is a bowling term for when uh, one pin knocks out the four pin. Usually it's a right-hander kind of thing. I won't get into it too much, but it's called, uh, if you go on YouTube at The Trip Four Podcast, I believe we're going to drop that either Wednesday or Thursday. So if this comes out on Friday, a couple days ago. Um, but he and I are just going to try to keep it about half hour at a time. We're also calling it the trip four because we're going to have four segments, try to keep it, you know, short and sweet so we don't bore folks. But uh, the more that, you know, you know how the algorithm goes, the more you like subscribe and do all of that stuff, uh, the better visibility he's going to get. And he's got a contract mm -hmm. that if he can get some, you know, traction on social media, you know, he starts getting perks and things like that. So, you know, daddy doesn't want to have to, you know, try to figure out how we're going to pay for all of these trips and bowling balls and things um if he doesn't make enough money on his own to do it <laughs> so uh look for that on youtube the trip four with number four uh not spelled out trip four podcast and uh maybe you'll learn something about bowling if you don't know anything about it uh but uh yeah damn it i guess i'm a promoter again so uh that's all i <laughs> only other thing i have to say about that we'll see where what uh, the the title situation looks like next time i'm on but uh thank you guys for having me on it was as always a fun time all right. Thank you. Yep. Corey, we'll definitely put that in the show notes and, and plug your podcast. How far, like how many hours drive is it from West Virginia to Vegas? Um, It's three whole last days. Uh, oh, pretty much. Shit. Yeah. We got, I, we're trying to get to the quad city because we have family kind of in the quad city yep. area. So we sort, not that we'd be staying with them because they're a little South of there. They'd be out of our, our way a little bit. But we're trying to going to try to get to the Quad Cities in one day because we can't leave until noon. I have a something I have to do until then, so that's like twelve hours to get to there. And then he wants to go through some states that he's never been through, so we're actually going to go all the way past you, through mm -hmm. like past Des Moines, through Nebraska, uh, Wyoming, Colorado, kind of down that way, so we can we can hit some states. But yeah, it's going to take pretty much all the three days, and then I'm taking a red eye flight that Thursday back. Um, oh, God bless you. Yeah, I know it's. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'd rather that than worry about him for three days driving on his own. No, no, I, I understand. When you go through Nebraska, stop at Runza. Fabulous. Yes, okay. it is. On yes, I-80? That's a okay. fast food restaurant. in. Uh, it's a chain. Chain in okay. Nebraska. All right. We'll, we'll put that on the podcast, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Tim. You know, I'm I'm so just bum fuzzled and, and, and gobsmacked by the news that, that Mark's playing again, that I, I, I just, I, I, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, isn't that enough for a podcast? Holy crap. I mean, that's big yeah, news. I think so. I am not I, that important. Dude, you're, <laughs> no. no, Mark, you're the reason we have a community. You're the reason we're doing this podcast. I mean, we're still doing this kind of right stupid fucking game i i will accept <laughs> one one of the reasons but i i appreciate it. you're you're yeah yep 
So, all right. But ho- holy cow! I mean, I'm just, I'm just so shocked and 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 just surprised, and I'm not appalled. No, uh, but appalled? I'm, I'm not Phil Singer, but I'm, I'm, I'm just very shocked. Um, but uh, no, I'm glad you're, you're kind of back in the fold and enjoying it, and uh, you know, do what you have to do to, to, to have fun with it. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, just hey, everybody, thanks for listening, and damn, wasn't this a surprise? Uh, and we'll see you next time with an episode that's not number 169. Yeah. All right, Corey. Thank you, Chad, for hosting. Thanks, Mark and Matt, for joining us for this historic episode. Uh, I want to give attention to the other Phil Singer Games content providers out there. Of course, Grant Pachoco over at the Solo Promoter YouTube channel, putting out regular episodes and content on a, on a regular basis. Thank you, Grant, for that. Uh, we do have the official uh, Phil Singer Games podcast uh, with Sam, Mike, and Todd. That's Roll Up. Uh, we also have Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling. Uh, we have Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds, as well as Brock and Mike's Phil Singer Games character spotlight. And as we added last week, Brad Plays 81 on YouTube. So thank you, promoters, for putting out uh, content for us to joy- enjoy with this wonderful game. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friend Zeke Gould. Um, uh, as, as he gave us a nice compliment on the episode 168 thread. Uh, love working with you on the indie stuff, Zeke. You, I call him the king of the indies, and that's not just a nickname or a joke. Uh, Zeke puts so much time not only into signing indie wrestlers and, and Legends wrestlers too, but just the research and the thought he puts into cards. It's mm-hmm. it's really just amazing. Um, so thank you, Zeke. You know We have different opinions on things, but I love working with you. love hearing your ideas and love seeing your passion for the game. Um, hope everything's well with you health wise and everything. Uh, we love you and, uh, hope you get some good news soon. Uh, and I'll also give a quick uh, update on my wrestling team. We had our team section tournament this last weekend. We wrestled St. Paul Harding earlier in the season. They beat us 45, 21. Uh, this time it was 45, 30. So we had five pins all around. Uh, my son, Jason got a pin. Uh, our, our freshman Jack got a pin. It was his 25th varsity career pin as a freshman. So pretty cool milestone. Uh, our female Amelia pinned a boy in a, in the varsity duel. That was her first varsity pin over a boy, which was a cool accomplishment for her. She was super excited. Uh, we had a pin by our 172 pounder, one of our seniors. And then uh, we kind of pulled up a guy from the bench who was, you know, more of a JV wrestler um, because our 189 had kind of been sick all week. And this guy stepped up and he got a pin in the first period. So that was really cool for him. Uh, so, you know, we didn't, didn't win win the duel, but uh, it was a fun duel all around, close and competitive. Um, now this coming weekend, our boys have their section individual tournament, uh, so we'll see how we do. This uh, could could be our last week, but um, hopefully we'll be at the Excel Center next week with uh, at least one wrestler out of the mat. And I just wanted to say thanks everybody for clicking, listening, and downloading to 169 episodes, and we'll talk to you again very soon. All right, thank you, Corey. Um. First off, I wanted to thank everybody who listened to and commented on 168. Matt, The Faction, TTX, Carl Zilla, Gunslinger, Throwing Toasters, Sod Buster, Paul, Travis 605, Sinestro 24, Mad Dog 1981, LA Wraith, Tournament Master in Vegas. You know what the cool thing about that thread was, too? We segued into some landscaping. I mean, we're all over the place. We we expand. We go way behind beyond just wrestling this game, sports gaming. We got into some landscaping nitty gritty, uh, offered some advice on how to grow some grass, uh, the legal kind, of course, and not the devil's lettuce. So, uh, uh, L.A. Wraith, good luck. Hope you can overcome those nasty pine needles. Um, I want to give uh, just uh, not necessarily shout outs, but um, just uh, 
prayers, thoughts, best wishes to uh, Zeke and his health. Also, Brian Vanderwall, um, his father passed away last week. So he's been uh, somebody we've known through the Club Galactic Super Corp report since the beginning. And um, uh, Matt, you know, Matt Matt lost his dog last week. And he, we were talking before, um, before the show. And they definitely are part of the family, one of your kids. So Matt, I've been thinking about you, buddy. Okay? Hang in there. We love you. Um, and, uh, yeah, anybody else who, who's struggling right now, know that there's a whole community of game fans that were brought together by a crazy wrestling game. But we're a community, we're a family, and a lot of us have known each other for 30-plus years, and it's all thanks to Mark Ashby. And now Mark is back in the game, so to speak. Like the song by Airborne, which is a freaking awesome song, which lights up the first season of uh, Cobra Kai. Check it out. Um, but seriously, um, I when Mark shared that he started playing again, I thought that was just awesome. Everything's coming full circle, friends. So uh, everybody stay safe, be excellent to, to each other, and we will talk to you next week on episode 169 plus 1, 170 of Uncharted Territory Podcast. Peace out. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash u-n-c-t-e-r again tinyurl.com backslash u-n-c-t-e-r you can click the message button and record up to a one minute message and we can include that in a future episode or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address utpodcast2020 at gmail.com again utpodcast2020 at gmail.com Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Heckle's great podcast cover artwork or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, aka Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKOStore.com. T E E K O Store.com. Insert wolf music. Does hockey season ever end, Matt? Or 
Uh, we have our regional game tomorrow. So if okay. we lose, which I mean, it's not improbable that we win, but mm -hmm. lose, we're done. We win, okay. we play Monday, and then we're definitely done because there's no way we'll win now. <laughs> You've never seen the Mighty Ducks, obviously. I was going to say Miracle. <laughs> yeah, take a miracle to win the second. Yeah, tomorrow <laughs> we could win. We've lost to them twice, but we could be. Mm -hmm. We won't win Monday if we make it that far. No way. Okay. Unless the whole other team comes out with COVID or something. Unless <laughs> <laughs> the other team doesn't show up. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Un uh, the Fuck. Okay. That needs to stay. <laughs> the perfect opener. We're, we're off to a, a rollicking start here. <laughs>